Amen. Let us turn together in the Word of God for our scripture reading. We're turning to the book of Exodus and the chapter 32. The second book in the Bible, the book of Exodus, the chapter 32. We're going to hear from God's precious Word. In Exodus chapter 32, uh, Moses has gone up the mount uh, to meet with the Lord. He's receiving the commandments from the Lord. And as he's away from the camp of Israel, uh, they turn away from the Lord. And they make, of course, that golden calf and they begin to worship it. And now Moses is returning back down the mountain. And in Exodus chapter 32 and the verse 15, we read, And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, graven upon the tables. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee, that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people, that they are set on mischief. For they said unto me, Make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses... The man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what has become of him. And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it me. Then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And there fell of the people that day about three thousand men. For Moses had said, 
consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. We end at verse 29. May the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. Amen. It's good singing. Let us now turn to God's word. And we have been reading from Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. And given the hymn that we have just been singing, I'm sure you're able to uh, guess what my text is going to be this morning. Exodus chapter 32. And if you look together with me at verse 26. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Who is on the Lord's side? And I entitled the message this morning, The Challenge for 2023. The challenge for 2023. Let's just unite together. Ask the Lord for help in the ministry of his word this morning. Our gracious God and our loving Father, we do thank thee today that we have thy word. And we praise thee that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. We pray that thou wouldst take up thine own inspired, inerrant and infallible word and that thou would send it forth, O God, not in man's weakness, but all may it go forth in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. And even this day thy name would be honored and glorified as a result of our coming together. Close us in now to thee and abide with us, we pray. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. Moses has been in the presence of the Lord. He has been there upon the mountain. He's been receiving the tables of stone, the commandments from the Lord. He has also been receiving instructions regarding the construction of the tabernacle. He has been receiving instructions regarding the priesthood. However, while he has been absent from the camp, the children of Israel have grown impatient. And in approaching Aaron, they demand of him that he makes them gods, like unto the gods of the Egyptians. And so Aaron, taking the gold from the people, he melts it down within the fire and he produces the golden calf. No doubt it was modeled on the Egyptian god Apis, the sacred bull of Egypt. The people are delighted with what is before them and they begin to worship the golden calf. They begin to offer sacrifices to the false god. 
And in the verse 7 of the chapter that is before us, the Lord describes it as corruption. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. There was something of a spiritual corruption that had taken place. And as Moses comes down from the mountain, and Joshua, and they hear the noise, the noise that's coming from the camp. Joshua thinks that it's the noise of war in the camp, but he's mistaken. And Moses says, it's not, it's not the noise of war. It's singing that I hear. There's a singing and a shouting that's coming from the camp. Look at verse 18. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And as they approach the camp, there's more than singing. There's dancing. There's revelry. When you look at verse 19, And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf, the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. There was the sight that Moses was confronted with as he returns from being in the presence of the Lord. As you go down the passage, the verse 25, it, it adds further detail to what was taking place. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. And given the details that are before us in this chapter, it is not difficult to imagine the scene and to picture what is taking place here. There's idolatry and there's immorality. And it amounts to a total corruption breaking out within the camp of Israel. A spiritual and a moral corruption. Surely today, as we think of the days in which we're living we can see that sort of thing all around us today. A spiritual and a moral corruption that amounts to a total departure from the Lord. Sweeping across our land and nation at what seems an unstoppable rate. But Moses here refuses to enter into that camp. And he stands outside the camp. In verse 26, our text, it says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp. And as he stands in the gate of the camp, it's as if he draws a line in the sand there. And he issues this great challenge by way of a question to the people. And he said, Who is on the Lord's side? This question must rank as one of those great questions in the Bible. Many great questions in the Bible. Question that was asked of Adam, where art thou? Where art thou? That's a good question. We could all ask ourselves that question today. Where are we today? Where are we spiritually? Where are we before the Lord? What about the question that 
the Philippian jailer asked of Paul and Silas, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What a powerful question that is. Wanting to know the way of salvation. You think of the question that Pilate asked, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? You think of that question in Hebrews, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation. And you could go on. The many questions that are listed in the word of God. Great questions. And the question in our text of scripture must be included amongst those great questions of the Bible. And here's Moses as he issues this great challenge to the people. And I want to use the words of Moses to issue the challenge today. The challenge for 2023, who was on the Lord's side, let him come unto me. As we consider these words together, I want you to think firstly about the requirement in this challenge. The requirement in this challenge. Everyone in the camp of Israel was challenged by these words. And everyone in the camp of Israel knew exactly what was required whenever Moses issued the challenge. What was required was a decision. It was decision time. There was a choice to be made. And if they were going to decide for the Lord, they had to do something. They had to gather themselves onto Moses just outside the camp. They had to be willing to step away from the others and to gather themselves to where Moses was. Whenever you think about that, this requirement shows us here a picture of salvation. Because whenever the gospel is preached, we're all faced with that decision that has to be made. And Moses here becomes a great type of the Lord Jesus Christ. For if we're going to accept the invitation to get saved, we have to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to gather ourselves onto the Savior, just as the Israelites were being called to come and stand with Moses. So we're being called today to come and to stand with the Savior who was on the Lord's side. Oh, they had sinned. They had sinned grievously against the Lord, but now there was opportunity to put that right. Now there was opportunity to come and to get right with God and to stand with the Lord. And here was a personal decision that had to be made. When you look at verse 26 and you look closely at the wording of it, you can see that it was addressed by way that it was going to every individual personally in the camp. Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him, him, right down to the individual, let him come on to me. Every individual in the gospel is called to make that personal decision. I know that many today can look to that time in their lives when they were challenged in the gospel. And they knew what they had to do. They had to 
come to the Lord Jesus Christ and they made that decision and they've stepped out for the Lord. But I wonder if you come through another year, through 2022, and you still haven't decided for the Lord. You've never trusted in him as your own and personal saviour. All today, on the first day of 2023, you could come to the Lord. The saviour would say, come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who is on the Lord's side? And the requirement there shows us the picture of salvation. But it also shows us a picture of separation. Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come on to me. Now the position of Moses whenever he issued the challenge, verse 26 as we have already indicated, Moses stood in the gate of the camp. He's outside the camp. And therefore, what was required of each Israelite was that they would have to be prepared to step away from the camp and to step away from the crowd. And they would have to go outside the camp to gather themselves onto Moses. And therefore, there was something here of separation. And they were separating from sin. All that was taking place there within the camp, there was the singing and the dancing and the revelry and the nakedness and the false worship and the Lord was not in it. Therefore they had to step away from it. That step of separation. To be in the Lord's side, we must separate from the false worship of the day. That was the principle upon which the Free Presbyterian Church was founded. That's the principle upon which it commenced, the principle of separation. Separation from apostasy. Separation from ecumenical worship. The challenge today is to maintain, to maintain that separated witness. That separation is not something that was just invented by the Free Presbyterian Church. Separation, we we must realize afresh even this morning that separation is a truth that is taught in the Word of God. And it's not something that is optional. It's something that the Lord commands His people to do. Over in the New Testament Scriptures and There in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and the verse 17, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And so there was a clear call from the Apostle that they had to separate. Separation. Over in the final book in the Bible, when it's referring to Babylon. And in the chapter 18 and the verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partaker of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. There has to be a coming out. A coming out from false worship and a coming out from the camp of apostasy. 
That's the separation that God's word calls for. Hebrews, the apostle writing there in the 13th chapter, and in the verse 12, he says, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. He suffered outside the gate. Outside the gate of Jerusalem. And so he's outside the camp, if you like. And in verse 13 of Hebrews 13, the apostle says, Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. And there is the call. The challenge to God's people. You need to be outside the camp of apostasy. And you need to be gathering yourself unto the Lord. Bearing the reproach of the Lord Jesus Christ. Separation. But in this requirement there is also a picture of sanctification. We've just read from Hebrews 13 and the verse 13. And to read it again it says, Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp. There must be a going forth unto the Lord. Just as the Israelites were called, uh, who is on the Lord's side, let him come unto me, Moses says. And so we gather, we gather unto the Savior. We go forth unto him. It's not just a matter of separating from sin and separating from false worship. There must be the second step, that is, a going on to Christ. Drawing near to the Savior. A separation from sin must be a separation unto Christ. Then the chapter from which we were reading this morning in Exodus chapter 32, and you go down to the verse 29, it uses the word consecrate. For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord. And God's people are called to consecrate themselves unto the Lord. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. As we come to the commencement of this year, 2023, here's an opportunity, yea, here's a challenge to us today. Let's rededicate our hearts and lives to the Lord. That's the requirement who is on the Lord's side. Then secondly, I want you to see the response to this challenge. The response to this challenge. Look at verse 26, our text. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. All the sons of Levi they gathered themselves together unto him. There was an immediate response. There were those who took up the challenge. There were those who took that step. And without hesitation and without delay, they gathered themselves together unto Moses. There was a willingness there. We commend the sons of Levi. It's not easy to step away from the crowd. It's not easy to go against the flow. It's not easy to go against popular opinion of the day. 
But they took that step. They responded to the challenge positively. They gathered themselves together on to Moses by way of a declaration. To say, we're with you. We're on the Lord's side. You notice as soon as they took that step, they got a word from the Lord. Verse 27, and he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. And so whenever they took up the challenge and they they came and gathered themselves unto Moses and they were declaring whose side they were on by doing that, immediately they get that word, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. They got a word to their hearts. The Lord speaks to his people. He instructs us from his word. He guides and directs our steps. And as they declared their allegiance to the Lord, the Lord gives them a word to assure them. The Lord gives them a word to strengthen them. And notice how that word, thus saith the Lord, is to do with the sword. In verse 27, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side. And of course, God's word is likened unto a sword. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Then he speaks about the sword by their side. Hebrews chapter 4 and the verse 12, God's word is likened to a sword. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The sharp sword of God's word. In Ephesians 6, you read about the armor for the Christian. You've got the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We've got the sword today. Moses was saying, this is a word from the Lord, get the sword by your side. Every man had to get the sword by his side. Is that an indication to us today that we must have the word of God by our side at all times? We spoke over the Christmas period a word to the children primarily about Helen Cadbury. And whenever she got saved as a young girl, she wanted to keep her Bible by her side. And she got that little pocket in her dress to keep the Bible in. We teach the children the chorus at times. We will travel together, my Bible and I. We ought to have the sword of the Spirit by our side at all times. No, we have any amount of copies of the Scriptures. And we should never be without the Word of God. Maybe what we have by our side more often is the telephone. The mobile phone, never away from her side, hardly out of her hands. At least we could put the Bible up into the phone and make sure that if we're on the phone, we could read the Word of God. Keep the sword by your side. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The challenge today in what is a godless society and a society that's becoming more and more secular 
and a society that's becoming more and more anti-Christian. Make sure you have the sword by your side. Make sure you have the word of God to hand. Study the scriptures. Read God's word. Meditate upon God's word that you could get that word from the Lord that will strengthen you and will help you and equip you for these days in which we live. The inroads of the adversary, the embracing of sin across our society, the legalizing of sinful practices, take up the sword. It's the only answer in these days. And so in the response here that the sons of Levi declared whose side they were on, they had to take up the sword. And the challenge for us today is to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. May there be a response. May there be a fresh reading of God's Word throughout this year. Getting into the Word of God and those great truths of the Scripture that can be such a blessing and encouragement to our hearts. We need to have a response. Who? Who is on the Lord's side? Then thirdly, the result of this challenge. And you look at verse 27 again. He said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about three thousand men. There was a result here from the challenge that had initially gone out. Who was on the Lord's side? And here's the outcome of this. There were those who failed to take their stand for the Lord. There were those who failed to decide for the Lord and to declare their allegiance to the Lord. And they're run through with the sword. 3,000 die in the camp of Israel. The falsehood. The falsehood had to be slain, slain by the word of God. There was another result from the challenge. And you look at verse 29 where we ended our Bible reading. It says, For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. That was a different outcome. That was a different result. And for those who had decided for the Lord and declared their allegiance to the Lord, there was blessing. On the one hand, the result was death. On the other hand, the result was blessing. The challenge before us, who is on the Lord's side? To reject the Lord Jesus Christ means death means you'll perish, means you'll be judged according to God's word. To reject the Lord Jesus Christ means eternal death in that place called hell. Who is on the Lord's side? 
to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your own and personal Savior. Oh, there is blessing in store. There's blessing this day. And there's a blessing again that reaches right out into eternity. You see the result? You see the consequences? Tell me, what will you do with Jesus? Tell me, what shall your answer be? For someday your soul will be asking, what will Jesus do with me? Whenever you think of Deuteronomy in the chapter 30, and it was Moses again who was issuing a challenge to the people. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30, he's been setting before them a choice. And the choice was blessing or cursing, death or life. And in Deuteronomy 30 and the verse 19, he said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thy and thy seed may live. It's another choice. Choose life. There's blessing and cursing. There's life and death. That's the destiny. That's the outcome. That's the result. Who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me that we each would know the blessing of God's salvation and the blessing of the Lord being upon us in this year of 2023. We're going to sing a hymn as we close. It's the hymn 231, if you're using the hymn book. O mourner in Zion, how blessed art thou, for Jesus is waiting to comfort thee now. Fear not to rely on the word of thy God. Step out on the promise. Get under the blood. Step out on the promise today and get under the blood.